This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. I am your host, Walt, and I am joined by my bass fishing, deer slaying of a co-host, Chase, over in Central Florida. Dude, has the bass fishing been as tough over there recently as it has been for me? <laughs> it, it, it just depends on where I go, bud. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I've been trying out a bunch of new places uh, this go-round. So going to those new places has been tough. Uh, I've probably been uh, a couple of times where I didn't catch a fish here recently, uh, mainly mm. just because going in blind and not necessarily, not that I'm not finding fish, it's just my hookup ratio had was horrible on a couple of those trips. So I had fish, I was fishing uh, topwater frog action, mm-hmm. and I had fish just uh hitting at it but i never could uh get one hooked up i had one on for a little while and it got away uh about halfway in so i have i have uh the worst problem with the uh frogs the uh what are they <laughs> they um the little soft frogs yeah, little, little soft, floating. uh hollow body frogs or whatever yeah hollow body about? frogs yeah yep. Yeah, yeah, I have the worst. Uh, I don't even know why I fish with them, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I still like the the blow-ups. I mean, the blow-ups are awesome. It's just yeah. whenever there's nothing at the end of the blow-up, you're just like, you start to get a, a little bit frustrated. Yeah, fatigue um, starts but, to set in. Yeah, I went out to a new place yesterday. I, I caught some fish there, so I was happy with that. Um, lost one. one. I mean, I broke off pretty much after fighting it for about two seconds and then caught a couple of just your normal sized fish around that 15 inch mark, a couple of those, and then lost a couple of small ones that were just, I don't think they ever had the hook. I think they just had the worm mm-hmm. <laughs> in their mouth, pulling them out of the water. But yeah, man, it, it hasn't been uh, necessarily on fire. Uh, I'll go with that, but I have, uh, I have been seeing some big fish caught, though, in, in the areas. Um, but normally that comes with 
the caveat that that's all they caught for the day. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I went, caught this one, uh, right. didn't get didn't get skunked. So, and then I talked to a guy at the boat ramp uh, yesterday, and he was like, hey, did you catch it? I was like, yeah, I caught a couple of fish, lost a couple. And he's like, yeah, I only caught one. So, I'm, hey, <laughs> I consider that a success. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I have yet to have a barn burner of a day. Uh, in fact, I haven't really had much of a day where I've caught more than about three. Um but you know that that that's kind of fishing sometimes you know i I've had more way more success this year than I had by this time last year uh i'm not I'm not arguing but i i think I think what it boils down to is starting to kind of get to know the bodies of water and you get to know what kind of works and you start you know really dialing in your setups for that kind of thing and dude I mean by this time last year, I still had two available slots, maybe maybe a third I think I may have had three available slots open. I had landed like an eighteen and a and a sixteen incher and that that was it by now um I had right. lost a bunch of fish I mean last year was just like a comedy of errors for me um but this year dude i mean i I'm kind of like with you i I've lost a lot of fish on top water um it's it's a fun thing to do. Uh, but it seems like it's one of those things where the fish go through periods where they're just not super aggressive. Like they want to eat, they, they see the bait, they follow it, they swipe at it, but they're not like really feeling it. And whenever that happens, it's difficult to catch fish on just about any bait. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I've definitely noticed that, uh, where it's almost just like, they're just, it's like a reaction at it. Not that they're trying to eat it. Like they never had it in their mouth. They just blow up at it. Yep. Uh, and then, I, like I said, I've had some where just I didn't get the hooks in them good, and they ended up getting off for one reason or the other. Sure. So maybe I need to make a little adjustment to the hooks on my frogs sure. or something. Bend them out. I see a lot of guys do that. But and I if if I go to my hot spot, I can go catch fish. I mean, it's a fun time. If you watch some of the the YouTube videos, yeah, I can I can go and in about three or four hours, I mean, put catch about twenty or twenty five fish, but they're all. <laughs> In that 15-inch range, man, that's just, it's just, just, that's what it seems like. I can get on a school of them, and they'll all be 14 or 15 inches, or I'll catch singles here and there, and they'll be around that 14, 15-inch range. So, I've just, I'm not really sure what it is. I just hadn't been able, I've got a one good fish that was 19 inches, and then other than that, I think the rest of my bag is like 16, I got a bunch of 16s, (laughs) like 16 and a half, 16 inches. So, but I'm hoping that's about to change because I am going on a road trip tomorrow yes, you are. with Adam Glass from Central Florida Outdoors and uh, Nick Chandler. He is Heart of Florida Outdoors. Some people may have heard him on Parker's podcast, uh, yep. Southern Ground. Uh, we are going to Felsmere tomorrow to fish. So, hoping for some good luck there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. I can at least upgrade the 16s to uh 18 uh adam's already been there once uh during this tournament and i think he i think he said he he caught uh 93 inches or something there that day and that was apparently a bad day <laughs> like he talked Unreal. to a bunch of people he said that that was a but he caught a, I mean he caught a ton of fish i mean he caught 30 or more fish um he just said a lot of them were 17 18 inches long wow and then i think he caught one uh, of his bigger fish that was around the 20 inch range, uh, there as well. So I'm, I'm, I've seen the YouTube videos of it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to going out there and fishing. <laughs> so 
I mean, I don't have to catch. I don't have to catch thirty of them. <laughs> right. Just let me. Just let me catch three or four in the eighteen <laughs> to twenty inch range, and then I'll be as happy as I can be. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So but what people, I'll do is it'll be a dink fest. I'm, I can almost – it'll be like 15, 15, 15. I'll catch 30 fish and they'll all be 15 inches. I doubt that, man. There's no way that uh, – there's no way Adam's going to let you do that, man. He's going to see you struggling over there. He's going to he's gonna help you out. But I think, I, I think people – like, so for people who aren't acquainted with bass fishing or if they are, they're not acquainted with Florida, Felsmere is like the land of milk and honey. You always hear about Lake O, and Lake O is a fantastic place to go bass fishing. But Felsmere is just what, man, I don't even know how big it is off the top of my head, but it's these monstrous, um, basically retention ponds uh, for the water water management system here in Florida. So it's all about uniformly deep. There's no like super deep water like there are in some big reservoirs. And it's down in a climate where it's warm throughout the year. They get a nice long growing season. So it, uh, it it's kind of a kayaker's dream if you ask me because – it, it it just you don't have to fight anything i think besides like the wind in order to to get on fish you know yeah it's it's a big rectangle it's, yeah i think it's like two miles wide by four miles long or something right. it's along big, those big lines and, yeah, yeah i think it used to be like in uh it used to be farmland and then they went in and flooded it yep uh and i think that was ooh, seven or eight years ago or something and stocked right. it with bass and everything else out there and people have been catching some big fish out there so uh, I, i'm hoping that maybe i'll get on one of those lunkers <laughs> during Shoot, the yeah. trip so that that'll be that'll be fun and it'll be a good time hanging out with uh, those guys down there as well so at least uh, adam's already been down there so he kind of has a good lay of uh, the area and we're going to be off and running. It's the only bad part about it is, is it's like a, I think it's like a three and a half hour drive for me. Yeah. So if we want to be, we're like, oh, let's get on the water at like six o'clock in the morning. So I have got to get up like at two thirty <laughs> in the morning and yeah. uh, start heading that way. So, uh, but either way, if it's, if it's like uh, everything that I've seen, then uh, I won't have any problem waking mm. up when the alarm clock goes off in the morning. No, that's it. Whenever it's something that exciting, you know, it's one of those where I don't, I, I don't know if you ever do this because you're such a, like a cool and collective person, but like I get hyped. This is no, like <laughs> no one who's listened to this podcast uh, is unfamiliar with the fact that I, I tend to get pretty amped about stuff. But whenever it's something as exciting as that, dude, I roll over like six times a night and I'm like, Oh my God, did I oversleep? And then I'm like, okay, it's one thirty. Oh my God, did I oversleep? Oh, okay. It's only two thirty. Like I just keep like, my body doesn't let me go to sleep, dude. And I just keep getting up throughout the night. I get so fired up about stuff like that. Oh yeah. I've, I've had that issue when I'm chasing a big deer Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm going in to hunt that specific deer. Like either I can't fall asleep at all because yeah. my mind's running or like you said, just wake up like four or five times going, Oh goodness. What time is it? What time is it? And you're like, dude, you still, still got four hours left. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's good man. I mean, that's, that's what I love about the outdoors. If I didn't get hyped like that, dude, I'd golf or something, you know? I mean, <laughs> right. So, oh yeah, it's a, it's a great time. So I've been, I hadn't had any issues, uh, with the alarm clock yet. You know, whenever you start hitting that grind, cause I mean, this thing's a month long. So at at some point you kind of just go, all right, do I sleep in this morning? The fish hadn't been biting. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the snooze button four or five times. 
I just but the thing with me is I just love the top order bite so much. Me I too. just can't. I just, it's almost like you, dude, you just got to get up. Like if you, you want to get yeah. that top order bite, for the most part. <laughs> Now you can yep. catch them on top order, kind of mid morning, a little bit later, but it's nowhere near as many no. uh, strikes, or like you said, or as ferocious of a strike. It right. seems like. Well, I was listening to Ish Monroe earlier today, and you know, I'm 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 just like you. If you look at the the YouTube videos that I put out, I almost exclusively fish top water around here, which kind of makes sense because I've got such heavy vegetation around here. I mean, it's either pitching, punching maybe some swim bait action or topwater frogs for me right now. And I'm, and I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to pitching uh, and punching right now. So I don't do a lot of it. I just got a rig set up for that. And I've got tackle on the way that'll make it easier. But Ish Monroe was talking about it. He's like, dude, I frog fish as early as I can until right about like, you know, eight, nine o'clock when the sun comes up. Then I go to all my other baits. One of his favorite times to topwater bite though is midday. He swears there's like this midday bite. And I think I've kind of seen it on some of these lakes where 11 to 1, there's like this, they're in heavy cover, so you can bring it across their nose. And it just, it's that impulse, that reaction bite. Whereas I think in the morning time, in the evening time, they're in a feeding frenzy. And it's just like, it's a different bite. So I I think maybe what I might do with my strategy, uh, which is kind of the the purpose of this podcast, we're going to do an update on the the Yak and Bass Challenge and, and kind of talk about our strategies moving forward. Um, I think for me, I'm going to take my topwater rig mid-morning or uh, early morning, midday, and late evening. And then I think I'm going to go out to some of these hydrilla mats where I'm pretty certain it's fairly deep and see if I can't punch down there um, and get to them. Because I've been given some tips on some different colors and stuff that really uh, stand out. And uh, I, I think that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm, I'm kind of where, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've got, you know, like 70-something inches in the tank at this point i'm i'm swinging for the fence to try and get one quality fish every trip for the next 11 days yeah yeah no doubt that's kind of what i've been doing as well i've been just go okay just just you just got to get an upgrade really right it's, it's not a matter of let's go out and catch 20 14 or 15 inches that's kind of why i've been all right it's time to move to some different lakes <laughs> sure uh, some areas where you've been seeing some big fish caught and i think that's a good strategy yeah I mean, it seems like there are certain baits that just seem to attract a certain caliber of fish. Like, don't get me wrong, I've got, I'm looking at my, my bank right now, I've got a two 13 and a half inch fish, and I had just culled a 12 out of there. Uh, two of those I caught on topwater. But I have lost several large fish, both last year and this year, and several others just simply didn't take, just, just missed the bait. Um on the frog, on the paddle tail, um, and it just seems like it, it weeds out a certain caliber of fish below. Um, you know, I, I think I think it's one of those things where if you're going to catch Adam Glass, you, you got to, you know, you, you're basically looking for that one diamond every trip, and it's going to be a grind trying to find it, and maybe you're not going to catch as many fish. But it's kind of the only thing you can do at this point because you and I are still learning these areas. And, Adam just, you know, ties them up when he's done with them, puts them back in the water and, you know, comes back the next day to take another photo. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he's he he bass fishes a bunch. His dad yeah. is also a bass fishing guide, so it's kind of in his blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he's in a great area down oh there in that God, central yeah. Florida area, uh, tons of lakes, and he knows those lakes really well. So that's why he's at the top. Oh, yeah. 
He told me the other day we were talking. He's like, the only reason I joined the tournament was so I could make it on the podcast, which right. has me in stitches. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When I went down to visit him that one time, he mentioned something about being on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. So, what have you? What's what's one lesson you've learned thus far this year trying to uh, win this tournament? One lesson that I've learned, which I I wouldn't say necessarily learned, but maybe reiterated, is that I've kind of got to diversify my areas a little bit more and okay. learn some of these lakes uh, a little bit better. Um, I know. But it, which is kind of hard to do because we're fishing in that mid-May to June time. So, right. I mean, I could go out there in March and the fish are going to be doing something totally different. You know what I mean? They're, they're going right. to be on beds uh, for the most part up shallow. So I, I kind of need to get out and figure out, okay, maybe after the tournament, just keep going to those places. Not, not as much, but every now and then and just try to figure out, okay, this is where the fish are this time of year, this is, this is what I've got to do to be able to, especially the bigger fish, you know what I mean? To be able to target some of those bigger fish. So I'd say just to, just to diversify, learn more lakes, or I've got a river kind of in my area too, that uh, I just need to learn those areas more. And maybe uh, what I I would like to do is try to get up with some people in this area and, and start kind of picking their brain or whatnot and say, okay, well, what are you using this time of year? Uh, how do you have luck catching big fish during this time of year? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think that's absolutely money. And I think that's something that I'd like to hear from the listeners. If you're in the Florida area or within driving distance, if you guys would like to meet up um, and, and do some fishing, I think that's something that we, we need to start doing uh, every so often, Chase, is getting up with some of these people. Because there's things we could probably teach people over time as well. You know, it's like it, right. it's one big, one, one big melting pot of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like I said, it's just it's fun being out there. And, and, and a lot of these times we're going out there by ourselves, but it's also fun to go out there with somebody else and kind of sure. – pick each other's brains and see what's working. I mean, when you go out there with multiple people, somebody might have a worm on, somebody might have a topwater on, somebody might be fishing a chatterbait or spinnerbait or something like that and go, oh, shoot, the the spinnerbait works well here right. or whatever, or the worm works great. So uh, I think that'd be a good time, good uh, learning opportunity. Yeah, and I think on top of that, it's also easier to stay, you know, tournament fishing is a grind. I don't remember who said this the other day that I heard it, uh, but somebody said that basically uh, uh, bass fishing tournaments are, are majority dull moments with excitement mixed in periodically. And it can be kind of frustrating when you're out here trying to learn new waters, when you're out here trying to figure out what these fat fish are doing when they're, like you said, uh, in a transition period right now. You know, the fish are, the fish are doing some weird things post-spawn. They're starting, we're really actually like post-post-spawn. They're like dang near on the brink of a summer pattern right now. Um right. You know, it's hot, it's tired, it's a grind. When you got somebody else out there, and even if it's like a, a moment of humor, like you drop your pliers in the water and, and, and you're laughing, like it, it breaks it up. You know, it's it's always good to have a community there whenever you're uh, dealing with summer heat, for sure. Um, so what's uh, what's one thing that you did differently this year that you've seen success on? One thing that I have done differently... Uh... I don't, I I probably have, I have fished a little bit differently this year than I did last year. Uh, Last year, I fished uh, a lot in the same area 
and this mm-hmm. year I've moved and I've some of those fish that I have in my bag right now are some from the are are from some of those new places. Good deal. So I would just say fish in new areas has been uh, has been good for me, and I, I'm hoping that uh, goes uh, hand in hand with tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So being being willing to travel, go out there, and not being worried about uh, being skunked or whatever. I mean, I even hear the, the, the pros and stuff when they go out, I mean, they'll go pre-fish an area and they go, I didn't catch a fish. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like going out, it's like, yeah. I didn't even catch a single fish, uh, pre-fishing. And then all of a sudden they get on a bite and they end up winning the tournament. Right. And they were worried that they were not even going to catch five fish during the tournament. So it's kind of, it's kind of good to hear that some too, whenever you're, yeah. you're listening to some of these people, it's like, oh, these guys go out and get skunked as well. Um, especially on new water. I mean, it's just one of those deals where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, this is, I, you can look at maps and you can do all kinds of other stuff. But then they said, I went out on a lake the other day. I knew it was only 10, 11 feet deep, but I didn't realize that there was literally like no structure on the bottom, like no grass, no nothing. Like I wasn't picking up anything on my chart. And I'm mm. like, okay, well, and then the, uh, in the shallows, it was super shallow. Um, even like a couple of hundred yards offshore, you're talking about a foot of water. Oh, wow. Yeah. A foot of or foot foot and a half of water, even a couple of hundred yards offshore. So I was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to start trying a bunch of different stuff. And I found like a little elevation change where it went to a couple of feet to four feet, and threw like an underspin in that area and caught a fish. And then I kind of went shallow where it was about three feet ish or whatever. Started fishing a worm, caught a, f- and that's when I started catching uh, more fish. So it, it's a learning process for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think for me, this has been one of those years where I I learned two valuable lessons. One was about equipment and I, I, you know, I had somebody, you know, really trying, and he still is, but last year he really invested in trying to help me figure these lakes out. And I just kept losing fish and I couldn't figure out why. And we thought it was hooks. We thought it was all these different things. Dude, I've got a new rod reel combo in there. And I'm going to tell everybody right now, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you medium heavy for bass fishing top water. Or, or or frogs in general and from a kayak i can tell you right now i am never going to use a medium heavy ever again unless i just don't have a heavy action because i've been for the past uh well just today i went the one time the other day but uh didn't get on any fish but today i set into a hook that normally would have been a little bit more difficult but i had that heavy action rod and dude it really made all the difference and i think from a kayak standpoint learning that you lose leverage learning that you lose resistance uh because the kayak moves so quickly there's been a lot of like small puzzle pieces coming together that really have added to a confidence level that allows you to fish longer having confidence in your equipment is monstrous i found this year um but on top of that i think also learning that you know fish are are predictable even in places where you know it's all seems like one big monoculture of habitat you know, it's no secret that I'm fishing Lake Jackson, Ammonia, and Miccosukee, which are all almost uniformly deep, almost uniformly covered in hydrilla and or lily pads. And it was one of those things where, and I was talking to my buddy Derek when he was down here, he's like, dude, I don't know how to fish this. Like, how do you figure out where the fish are? Well, you fish. <laughs> and right. and where you catch one today, they're there again more likely tomorrow. You know, these spots that I'm finding, I can get one or two, pick up one or two fish 
and then I move on to another spot. I don't waste my time with, with certain shoreline. If I go two or three times and that, and that area doesn't produce a fish, that area with the lure I'm using is dead to me. And it's just not a hot spot. I might hit it with something else in the future, but if I don't get blow ups there, but I consistently get blow ups on this other spot, I'm going to try and find four or five of those other spots and bounce around to them quickly when the time is right. Um, and again, having confidence in the equipment and then having confidence in being able to pick up on a pattern, dude, that's led to me doing a lot more fishing this year. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, that kind of got me thinking is you mentioned something that I kind of, uh, learned this year is I think I move around too much. Like I'm constantly on the move instead of just breaking an area down because there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit in this area. It was a grass flat that was probably, uh, 10, between 10 and 13 feet deep in this area. And I had seen bass in that area and I'd caught one. So I'm like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here for a little bit instead of just moving. Cause a lot of times I was like, Oh, caught a fish. Uh, a lot of people call it just trash fishing or whatever. Like you just, you pick up a fish here, you pick up right. a fish over there, you go pick up a fish over there. Just kind of was like, Oh, there's a branch hanging out of the water or something. I'm going to, I'm going to get one there. Oh, there's a point right there. I'm going to go get one over there. And what I, and what I learned from that was, is three, three straight casts. I caught a fish in that same area for, by not moving three straight cast. And really? then, uh, as it was all said and done, I caught like seven or eight fish from that same spot throwing, I think I was throwing a rattle trap or something at the time in that area, but I just kept working that area, not, not really moving. And I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm moving too much. Cause right. even on what you're talking about in the uh, lily pads and thick cover, I mean, I've watched some videos now where it's just like the dude literally caught like 10 fish underneath out of one spot, uh, out of one spot. Yeah. That was the size of a truck. You know what I mean? Like it was nothing. Like he just kept flipping in that same set of mats over and over again and was just pulling fish out of there because they were all uh, schooled up. So I'm like, I was like, I I think I need to slow down a little bit, I I would say, is and and quit moving around as much. Just going, okay, I'm going to cast here. I'm going to go cast over there. I'm going to go cast over there and maybe work an area a little bit more. Sure. Well, and I think also maybe hitting that area with different baits too, right? So like when I go out now, I've got a a, a search bait, um, a, a soft, like a super soft presentation bait, and then some other form of like in between that. So like a lot of times I'm running a paddle tail, a frog, and a weightless Senko. Um, I'm probably going to start adding a punching rig to that here soon soon as well. So it's one of those things where, for me, if, you, if you're going to make the connection that if you catch one of a certain caliber, right? Like, if you pull a 12-incher out of there, maybe it's not worth your while. But if you're running a frog and there is just this, you know, monstrous size explosion on the surface, okay, well... If there's one of that caliber there, there's probably more than one of, of that caliber there. And being able to follow up with a weightless Senko and being able to follow up with a swim bait or a fluke or something like that and work those areas, um, that's kind of become, you know, my strategy as well here on these lakes. Because if you know that you've got to cover all this ground and you find one, just post up for a little bit or maybe come back to it, you know, periodically throughout the day um, because the bite might not be on right then. Right. Yeah, I hear that a lot where people are like, yeah, yeah, the, the bite just all of a sudden turned on. And then yeah. the next thing you know, they've caught their, their five fish in, right. in that area. And before it was kind of, they were getting nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden, boom, in a little frenzy of a 
30, 45 minute window, bam, they've caught five to 10 fish in that spot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you you never know. I think one tip for that is, um, you know, if you're listening to this, you don't have like a a nice GPS or sonar system like me. Um, I got one last year. I wasn't thrilled with how I had the layout and also it was constantly getting caught on these heavy vegetation lakes. Um, so I got rid of it and the, I feel stupid because of that now, because when I think about these lakes, I needed a mapping option. I need to be able to drop pins. When I catch a fish, I need to be able to drop a pin and then historically go back and look and see where on this lake do those pins concentrate? Because then that's going to give me that idea of where they are. And so I downloaded, that's just a little tip for everybody. I downloaded the angler app. Um, you can pay for it if you want to. I'm currently using the free version, probably going to continue to use the free version. Um, and what all I do is map out my trips and every time I catch a fish or if I have like a really strong explosion, like let's say I'm running a frog and you know, the water erupts, I consider that locating a fish. So I drop a pin. Um, and then what I, what I do is when I'm sitting there thinking about, okay, the wind's coming from this direction and I want to fish this lake, what areas can I hit without having to fight that wind? I can go back and look at that pattern and see where those fish are because um, from what I'm told down here in Florida, uh, Chase, I don't know if you've heard this, but the Florida strain bass evidently never really leave, ex- with the exception of the spawn, the area in which you find them. Have you heard that same, that same thing? No, I haven't heard that. I've, I've heard it like six times in the last week on different videos. Uh, there was, it was an FW, FLW tour guy that started it. And then I started like looking up the Florida strain bass. And then a dude here locally told me the same thing on Talquin. And and the general idea is that the Florida strain bass has a much smaller home range than a lot of the other, like, I guess, non-Florida, I don't know what the other strains are. But that's what I've been told is that these bit, these Florida strain bass just don't move very much. And so I'm trying to gather this data to see if that's true or not. Because if I can go year-round to a spot and catch a fish, maybe that is true. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be something to try out. Yeah. See if it holds true. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, the yakking for bass challenge, I think, is one of my favorite parts of – our season. I mean, it's something I look forward to even actually during deer season in December, I was getting excited about the yakking for bass challenge. And as it stands right now, we've got 11 days in it left 37 anglers, which is nuts to me, by the way, that we've got 37 people registered given what's going on right now have lodged or, um, recorded 201 fish. That's nuts, man. Last year with 54 anglers, we had like 311 fish registered, right? So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that, and it seems like people are having a good time. I'm I'm glad we didn't uh, cancel the event altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the registration only counts if you're upgrading. So I mean, yeah, uh, I, I haven't <laughs> upgraded a fish since oh gosh, it's been since like the first week or something yeah. of, of the tournament. I've caught plenty of fish since then, but uh, either catching the same size or less. Uh, I've caught plenty of those. So, yeah, I think uh, people are getting out. And I mean, like I said, it's it's a good time. It's a good it's a good uh, deal. You get to you get to kind of look at the leaderboard, see what everybody's doing, see who's going out on what days and when they're going out and when they're posting their fish. So, uh, I always have a good time uh, with that. Just just checking the leaderboard and then people posting on our uh, Facebook page for the Yakin for Bass Challenge. 
uh, th- that's always a good time as well. It, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a fun time, and then it it it's almost kind of like last year. I was all hyped up, and then we fished it, and then I didn't really get out that much after that. Like I, it kind of like makes you go out and fish. You know what I mean? It Where does. Other times you'd be like, uh, nah, I think it's going to do this today, or uh, it's too yeah. hot, or <laughs> whatever. You're just like, no, I've got to get out there. I've got to upgrade some fish. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. So I, I think the competitive side of it. Kind of, kind of brings that to the point, and you're like, oh well, maybe I should sign up for a, a tournament every now and then. One of these kayak bass fishing tournaments, like, because they have all kinds of different ones. They're they're not even a month long. I mean, yeah, some of them yeah. are two days or yep. the weekend, and they're not even. Some of them aren't even five fish. I mean, some of them are yep. just your best two or your best three. So yeah. on a weekend, so I, I may just kind of challenge myself here and there. Is like, okay, just sign up for one of these events because it'll make you go out there and fish. Uh, as opposed to making excuses for for not sure. going out. Well, and on top of that, I think the fact that now you're t- carrying a GoPro and you're starting to edit video. I, I don't know about you. I really enjoy making videos for people, and when I when I don't have that content to drop for people, I kind of feel like a little like not not a whole lot of pressure because it's low stakes for us with the with the YouTube channel. Like <laughs> it's not our livelihood, right? So right. Uh, I really like getting out there because it's like, I got this new lure. I'm going to make a new video about this new lure and we're going to see what happens and I'm going to document it and I'm going to drop it. But I, I'm with you, dude. I think I'm going to probably register for some of these tournaments, especially the month long ones, because then I've got the time to go whenever it's, it fits my schedule. And every month, every state seems to have these month long tournaments. And yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, kinda, most of them are what, like 21 days now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it is. 21 days. That's right. Yeah. And it normally runs like the first through the 21st or something like that. Almost every month is what I'm seeing. Um, yeah. So I, I'm probably going to sign up and do it because it's going to help me spend spend some time because I'll be honest with you, since the beginning of May, it feels like time has just flown by. And normally I just sit and moan about how long summer is. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It kind of, it de- definitely makes the time go by faster to get towards uh, deer season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, good deal, man. Well, let's wrap this up. I, we, we just kind of wanted to give everybody a, a, a brief update, but before we do chase, I'm going to put you on the spot one last time. Well, before, uh, let's break down. Let's let's tell everybody who's currently in the in the top oh, five. Well, that, that makes sense too. We could do that. Yeah. That's kind of one of the things we did say we wanted to do. Go ahead. Okay, so we got Adam Glass sitting at number one with a 104.25 inches. We got Rick Stacy at number two. He's sitting at dead even at 100 inches. Yep. Uh, Howard Lyons, number three, at 96.5. Randall McDonald is number four at 94 <laughs> inches. Uh, he always does well. Yes, he does. Uh, Rick Stacy did well last year too. I think he was in the top five or six last I year. Think so yeah. And then number five, we got Brian. I don't. I don't want to mess his name up. Pikerowski. Pikerowski. So. Yeah, Pikerowski. I think is what it is. Is sitting at number five, and then we got the the. We might as well say number six because number yeah. six won it last year. Anthony uh, Winkleman. He he was our. Uh, overall winner last year and i think he it was somewhere around what like 102 inches or something last year i think it was like 102 five second place was 102 and a quarter and third place was like 102 even it was right. it was so close right so yeah. it, he he's uh we know he fishes a lot but 
Adam, like I said, Adam's already got a number higher than what we had last year, which is cool. Yeah. I think that's cool. I'm, I'm glad we're seeing a, a number that's uh, 104.25. Maybe maybe he'll add on to it tomorrow. Oh, man, that'd be nuts, wouldn't it? So maybe. <laughs> I know that's why he's, like, dying to get – I think he's he's got one fish that's under 20 inches. So yeah. I know his goal is to get rid of that 19-inch fish that he has. So <laughs> – what a wonderful uh, place to be. You know what? Yeah. I really want to call my last sub-20-inch fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's got a great bag, right? A 22, a 21.75, a 21 yeah. and a half. So Sorry, Joker. He's definitely done well. And it's like one of the things. He's a lot of he's He goes out and picks off one at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, he does. Like, he does. Yep. And that, yep. that's how you got to do it. Absolutely. So. And, you know, Anthony, uh, when he was contemplating joining the tournament – he is so busy right now, and all their ramps are shut down because of COVID still. I believe he's only gone fishing twice. Right. So, you know, I kind of feel for him. He's out there hustling right now. But, dude, I think if he if he continues to grind it out, if he can get out on the water a couple more times, that's a – it wouldn't surprise me if he found his way to the top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 he's got 11 days. Yep. So, yep. If, if he can get out there once, one or two more times and get yeah. on a good bite – Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe he will, but he's going to have to, he's going to have to upgrade all of his fish though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. So it's, it's, uh, and dude, Lane Baker, Lane Baker is not too far behind either. I mean, he, yeah, he's sitting at 85.5 right now and he just started fishing as well. Yeah, dude, his turkey season just ended and on his first cast, he caught a 19 inch bass, the first cast of the, of the, the whole tournament. So you got to watch him. Oh yeah, that, that's always nice. That's always nice when you go out there on the first cast and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah nice." I'm I'm just proud to say that that uh, I'm only behind you right now by about what six inches, just under six uh, inches. Yeah, 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 five and some change or something yep. like that. Yeah, five and a half or something. Yeah, five so and a half inches. So I'm, I'm I'm doing a lot better than I was last year. Keep keep plugging along. That's keep, it. I still I gotta catch. I gotta catch. I'm hoping tomorrow gets me to catch Parker. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Parker's currently in the lead for the creators. He's actually sitting at number seven with uh, 88 inches. Yeah. And uh, so goal my goal tomorrow is to pass Parker. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> pass Parker. Chase, before we let everybody go, got to okay. I got. I'm gonna put you on the spot. You got to give me. A bold prediction. What's the largest fish you're going to catch tomorrow on Felsmere? Oh, man, the largest fish I'm going to catch tomorrow. Uh, I don't want to say too big, but I feel like <laughs> I have got a good shot of catching one, maybe two 20-inch fish. How about that? Maybe okay. I'll catch two 20-inchers. Wow. Dude, if you, if you catch two 20-inchers, that is going to be absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then hopefully the rest of them are 19s. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, you left the room for the all for the others to be all 19.75. So you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll have the, the the 220s and then three 19.75s sitting there. That's awesome. Uh, which man. which would be horrible because then you'd be like what an uh, inch and a half from 100 inches at that point. You'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm so yeah, close, yeah. so close. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you so much for signing up, supporting the podcast. A huge thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers who help make this show possible. Don't forget that we are giving away a Phantom from uh, 
Don't forget that we're giving away a tethered phantom saddle with a back band and versa straps and a hiss hauler, all kinds of goodies to go along with it. We're going to have a video posted to our YouTube channel very soon, uh, kind of breaking down all of that stuff. And on that note, don't forget to go check out our YouTube channel. Chase and I, dude, we've dropped, what, like four or five videos in the last, like, two weeks? Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. And you've got one in the queue you're about to drop, and I've got two more that I'm editing, so... Yeah, well, yeah, and I got well, I got one or so that I, I I've I've got all the video. I've just got to put it together. Yeah, so. yeah. So we're we're making good on that pro- promise, guys, of getting you more content and YouTube and everything else. So if you if you enjoy it, and you want to see more of it, like, subscribe, share the podcast, and as always, go enjoy the great outdoors.